Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 136 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 33 through 36, where Yusuke is attacked in the woods by Rugby, the masked fighter that is definitely Genkai is definitely not Genkai, and zombie boys just want kill, kill, kill. That's all they want in the whole wide world. You know, girls, they just want to have fun, and zombie boys just want to have kill. You know how that song goes? That's how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. Anyways, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's jump in. But, uh, little known fact: that song was written by Salman Rushdie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, so we're back uh, with more regular episodes. It's just so surprising because <laughs> we've been. Feels like we haven't so done regular long. episodes in so long. <laughs> well, we have. We we just put out a new regular episode, but we have been putting out a lot of special episodes recently. So it's like, you know, it uh, it feels like it, we've been devoid of them for a while. And I well, feel like I haven't watched a Yu Haka show in months. <laughs> yeah, and plus, you know, you and I got off of our recording schedule that we've had for like a month now. Uh, mm. And so we're recording this late as compared to the, you know, previous couple of weeks in a row's Friday episodes and so like it it has been extra long between this one and the last one that we recorded uh but yeah uh I actually mark down when when we record these on our little sheet where is oh god where is Yu Yu Hakusho uh yeah it has been about a month and a half the la- the recording date for the previous Yu Yu Hakusho was the 15th of September it is now today, November fourth, as we record this. So it's been a minute. Yeah, um, I, 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 I know some people have have mentioned before, um, specifically about Naruto, where they're just like, "When are we getting the next Naruto episode?" Um, we get you. We understand. However, when given the opportunity to do really amazing crossover episodes, we're not going to say no. Um, so just be prepared for that. Um, yeah. We, and also, we added the Monday pod. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot more that we're doing each week. Uh, I will say, yeah, the special episodes, they do kind of come up randomly. I mean, we, we plan them ahead, but it, the planning around them is really based around when we can all get together. And so, you know, as much as we try to keep our regular schedule stuff coming out, uh, there are probably going to be more times in the future when we sort of randomly have a period of time where we have a, a higher number than normal of special episodes. But you'll also look, you know, that was a lot of special episodes. We did a couple other special episodes this year, but there are long stretches where we're on our just regular schedule. So that's going to be still the norm. I wouldn't say that anything's really changing. I would just say that we went through a sort of, uh, you know, blip on the radar of a a really high amount of crossover potential being scheduled one after the other. So, you know, such is life. Yeah. Such is Um, quarantine life. Yeah. And you may be listening uh, to this on the same day that we're doing our Kamari Khan episode, which is super exciting. Um, If you are listening to this afterwards, uh, we are going to do our best to have that recorded. um, But I'm not 100% sure that we will have it recorded. Um, So if you're listening to this or paying attention to this on the day of, pay attention (laughs) because our episode is going to be very soon. Um, they, They still haven't told us the exact times of it just because uh managing an online con during corona is uh sounds like a nightmare um especially when you're booking guests um so they they were just like hey um we're pretty positive that you're going to be on this exact time but just let <laughs> people know that you will be during the weekend and they can tune in and i was like all right um yeah. so we're we're trying to be pretty flexible because we are generally relatively flexible people and uh, you know, um, it's cool. It's a virtual convention. It's the, you know, convention that we did, uh, you know, uh, two years ago. Jeez. Has that really been that long? 
and uh yeah because i guess i got married and you had your kid last year so we were not able to go so yeah it's a really cool convention if you guys uh have not already and you're listening to this as it comes out consider jumping in there you can probably still get access to it and you won't have missed much if you're on friday hell even if you're on saturday you'll still have a lot of stuff to to check out um, oh yeah, they, they just they just announced that the the voice actress that played Faye is going to be there. Oh, that's so, awesome! That's amazing. Yeah, um, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if they've they've announced anybody else. Um, keep um, talking even if not, that's there. a big get. But like, it's cool. Virtual conventions are fun. It's just a good way to like sort of pop into some sweet anime content that is you know maybe a little bit more uh, tough to find and kind of tailored to that that sort of virtual convention crowd rather than like maybe, I don't know, watching a, uh, an online vi- uh, interview or something that happened sometime in the past. So it's a really fun experience. Um, if this is news to you that we're doing this convention, I know we've mentioned it in a few episodes, but not everybody listens to all the episodes. And uh, I don't think we always <laughs> mention it in everyone. So like, uh, you know, make sure you're following us on social media. We've been talking about this a lot. We also have a discord. If you're not in the discord, there is no bar to clear. You don't have to be a patron or anything like that. So if yeah. you uh, want to join us in the out. discord, yeah, we posted information about this, including links. So that's a good place to check it out. I know somebody in the discord said they got signed up for the convention and they've never been to a real convention. And that's super exciting because uh, conventions are great. Uh, but, you know, not everybody can go because it involves travel and planning around your weekend. And, um, you know, it's not free. So uh, this is a great opportunity if you've never been to a convention to check it out. If you're going to miss this one, we're, you know, uh, theoretically, unless some sort of horrible catastrophe befalls us, we will be planning on doing conventions in the future as well, hopefully in person at some point. And, uh, you know, so uh, check out all our social medias, join the Discord, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and we will uh, will be you know keeping you up to date on those things that we try to keep you updated on on the uh, episodes, but the episodes we record in advance, and sometimes we mess up. So social media is the best way to do that. Uh, and I'm counting Discord in there. And uh, also, you know, theoretically, if we go to in person conventions in the future, we got Discord. I've got Discord on my phone, so if you're at that convention, we might be able to utilize Discord to meet up, and that would be cool. So you know consider consider that in your future okay so i have a list of of thing of people that are going to be so far at this um it looks like there's there's a couple of cool ones um there's a musical guest of honor called acme um which i've never heard of before but they sound cool um there's two cosplay uh, guests of honor one is called Ginny d and the j uh, the other one's j adore cosplay um and then so far the voice actors are uh ellison lee rosenfeld uh or rosenfeld uh maybe i'm pronouncing that wrong uh but it doesn't look wrong it's probably because Um, of the you know the way the sound is coming through the phone call but like it sounded like you just said the same thing twice in the exact same pronunciation okay i may i may have um it it looks like uh it looks like a couple of things she's played before she played uh bonnie nurse joy and sophocles on pokemon um strawberry shortcake and strawberry shortcake um so she's done a a couple of fun ones it looks like i mean Nurse um, Joy then, is a is an always there character in Pokemon, so that's kind of a big get. And I, I mean, yeah. Bonnie was like, I think that was Jensen. That was like the X and Y anime. And what was the other one? Oh, uh, uh, the kid from Sun and Moon. One of the main characters in Sun and Moon as well. So, if you've been yeah. keeping up with recent Pokemon anime, you probably have heard her voice a lot. Yeah, um, and then uh, she is also uh, the the we have Wendy Lee, um, and Wendy Lee is going to be um, she she's Bulma from Dragon Ball Super, um, Queen Serenity from Sailor Moon, uh, TK and Digimon. Um, uh, yeah, she was also Faye Valentine. Uh, so that what? Was huge That's for me. TK. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. So. So that's really crazy. So hold on, I gotta go um, watch all of Digimon Adventure again. <laughs> gonna do, gonna pop out a quick fifty-four episodes and uh, you know two to three movies, and then I'll be back. 
yeah. Anyways, um, so that's that's our super exciting thing for the week. That's been kind of consuming our time, getting prepared for that, um, and also doing our normal episodes and stuff. Um, but with all that being said, it's it was it was a really exciting month last month. Uh, we had new Patreon patrons. Um, we had uh, a really fantastic month again, which uh, we we hit seventy thousand downloads, which is really huge for a little tiny show like us, um, and uh, a lot more really cool things coming down the pipeline looks like um so also uh this i think i've mentioned on one or two episodes but it's been a minute um there are playlists that i'm putting together slowly but surely on youtube and spotify so if you want to check out the spotify playlist that includes intros and outros to all the shows that we have covered those are friday shows monday shows are not included on any of these things um because just there's a lot more of those and uh, so i'm localizing it to the friday shows but on spotify if i'm able to find the full length song for an anime intro or outro by the artist that does it for the anime it goes on the playlist i gave it a lot of qualifications because there are a lot of covers of these on spotify yeah there are a ton but it's really hard to find the original so the spotify playlist is much smaller than i'd like it to be but it does include some real bangers so you can check that out i mean it's just a spotify playlist you can find it it's called blake and spencer get jumped the album i want to say i'm not gonna pull it up that's i'm pretty sure that's what i called it um, on YouTube, I also uh, have been putting together uh, playlists of uh, anime intros and outros. Um, you can find that playlist on our YouTube page. Uh, it's called, I think it's just called Blake and Spencer Get Jumped Anime Intros and Outros. Yeah. Uh, something like that. It might, the words might be in different orders, but I, I, you know, I'm trying to make the title descriptive rather than exciting. And uh, so that includes the literal intros and outros, not the full versions of the songs, but the intros and outros as they appear in the series. Um, Those are in order as we get to them. So like the first Naruto intro and the first Naruto outro happens. And then Hunter x Hunter intro and outros will happen because that was the next new previously unseen intro and outro. So they're kind of sort of mixed in together so you're not going to get all of one show followed by all of another show you'll kind of move through the progression of these shows in more or less the same way that we do um and then the other playlist also on youtube is anime fights worth watching that is uh very slowly but surely coming together i've only done fights from the first couple of episodes that we ever released uh but that has a couple of uh a couple of cabo bebop a couple of naruto fights on there so um, I know we obviously as a, sh- a primarily shonen podcast talk a lot about fights and we frequently tell you to go watch the fights. So now there's a playlist for that and you can go and find a lot of the fights we talk about. Um, a lot of the ones we tell you to look at are going to be on that playlist. Um, all of these playlists are under construction. Uh, I'm not caught up on where we are currently on any of them, but I am getting caught up. So, uh, you know, check those out and uh, know that if your favorite thing's not on there and we have covered it, it's forthcoming. All right. With all of that being said, let's go ahead and uh, <sighs> jump in on previously on Yu Haka Show because we got a, a fun couple episodes. We do, yeah. This show is very good. Uh, I have some gripes this this week, but they're super small. Uh, so let's see. Yu Yu Hakusho focus is a story that's focused around this kid named Yusuke Urameshi. He is at the beginning of the series killed in an accident where he is trying to save a young boy who runs out in the street after a ball from being hit by a car. He pushes the kid out of the way, gets hit by the car instead because his life ended with an altruistic act. And particularly because he was pegged by everyone in the living world and everyone in the spirit world as something of a delinquent. Uh, The spirit world was kind of like, well, we don't know what to do with him. We don't know where he passes on to after this. So we're going to kind of shake things up and give him a chance to live again. So they give him a couple of different tasks. He manages to uh, complete those tasks and come back to life. Uh, Once he comes back to life, he now has spiritual awareness and spiritual powers. He can see spirit beings like demons, and he can shoot a blast of energy from his fingers called the spirit gun. Um, Throughout uh, the series, he has met different characters and become stronger, learned a couple new techniques. And now he is in something called the Dark 
Tournament. This is a weird fucked up tournament. It's like Dual Island in Yu-Gi-Oh, but for demons. Uh, some really just rich assholes want to bet on the gladiatorial battles between uh, various people. Yusuke and his friends form a team of humans. Otherwise, the teams are all comprised of demons with something of an asterisk that we'll be covering today. Um, the demon, the dark tournament takes place in the demon world and all the demons love it because demons love slaughter. And this is a gladiatorial conquest con contest where slaughter is encouraged. Uh, it's also more or less run by rich humans, which is really weird and kind of fucked up. Uh, and basically the rich humans like to bet on it because rich people are horrible and they like to profit off of the misery of poor people and demons want people to be slaughtered so they don't mind the profiteering of the people and they live in perfect terrible harmony so yusuke has been pulled into this tournament uh, partly by this dude named toguro who he fought in a an arc that directly precedes this one toguro is a big strong dude they thought they beat him but they didn't because he's too big and strong they are probably going to end up fighting in the climactic battle of the tournament but we're a ways away from that uh yusuke is has been doing lots of training before this this tournament he was doing it with his master named genkai who is like this older woman who is a, a great master and has all these special techniques um then yusuke showed up at the tournament for their team of five with his four friends kuwabara hiei kurama and definitely not genkai <laughs> kuwabara is a classmate of yusuke's who has the ability to create a spirit sword he also has probably the highest spiritual awareness of anybody on the team. Hiei is a former antagonist demon who uh, now fights alongside Yusuke, but kind of has that sort of Vegeta eventually fighting to kill Yusuke in the future. But for right now, their, their goals align, and it's better to fight alongside him. Um, Hiei has uh, special eyes and can shoot horrible Blackfire Dragon out of his body, which really did a number on his arm, and we're going to be dealing with that this time. Uh, Kurama has a rose whip and also can, in in other ways, control or grow sort of special spiritual plants. Uh, he is super soft-spoken, very cool, and was kind of an antagonist, but was mostly like a good-hearted guy that just had different goals than Yusuke. Uh, he is also allied with Yusuke now. And then uh, there's a character they keep calling the, the masked fighter, and then they're like, it, it looks exactly like Genkai, but just wearing a cloth over her face. And then she talks in this episode, and they're like, ah. All right. So episode 33, A Day in Waiting. Um, this episode is all about how Yusuke can't get it up. Yes. Um, <laughs> he's just like, I want to shoot my spirit gun. Mm. And his spirit gun's like, no, no, no. Um, I'm too tired. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is what's happening in the woods. Um, my favorite part is that Kuobara runs to find him. And Yusuke's like, hey, Kuobara. Kuobara is like, hey, I wanted to talk to you. And he's like, okay, bye. He just walks away from him. Yeah. Oh, that was weird. I, I totally forgot about this. Yeah. Kubar shows up to have a conversation with him. Doesn't have one. Then Yusuke is attacked. And then after the attack, Kuwabara is just like over there. And I was like, were you here this whole time? Just watching this shit? Yeah, it's because uh, it's because Yusuke is going to be attacked by a ridiculous person named Rugby, um, who is um, a cyclops man that uh, sort of has his teeth that are outside of his face in a monster-like way, um, and he can kick a rugby ball that flies super fast, um, and it hits things and can lock onto your spirit energy and follow you around. Yeah, um, and you, you it's know it's real dumb. Um, and instead of actually like defeating Yusuke which it seems like is going to happen um, Rugby is immediately bested by um, his boss big guy with axes yeah um, I caught the guy's just name like, when I was watching the episodes and then I forgot it by the time I was writing the notes and I was like nah I'm, I'm not gonna look this it's up. not important <laughs> he's got axes he's not important he's, he's like gonna the kill uh, X-Men character Axe who is a racist caricature who fights with Axe uh, this guy's yeah. pretty close to that. And but not the body spray. No, not the body spray. And this guy, I would say, is slightly less racist. And okay. uh, 
Yeah, th- this fight is ridiculous. Rugby is ridiculous. But I gotta hand it to this creator, who, again, is the same creator for Hunter x Hunter. So he's got 50% of our Friday pods on lock right now. Uh, he is really good at taking very simple concepts or really dumb shit and making it totally work. Like, this dude's power... His name is Rugby. His power is Rugby. He can summon a Rugby ball, and then he can kick it at you. And then the Rugby ball is kind of a splody and kind of bludgeony and kind of a heat-seeking missile. Rugby. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Rugby. Rugby is as Rugby is. (laughs) Rugby. (laughs) You you know what you gotta be? Rugby. Rugby. So rugby is dumb, but also it kind of works. It would not work if he was in the story any longer than he is, but he's not. He's totally off by his own teammate because his own teammate wants to kill Yusuke and is not bought in on rugby killing Yusuke outside of the tournament. He wants to kill Yusuke inside of the tournament. That is how he do. And so rugby is axed in the back. Rugby. (laughs) Rugby. (laughs) Now he just sounds like a Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, I do. I did. uh, When I first got a Passami in a Gen 7, I named it Rugby Monkey. So this has really given me the feels. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. Um, So uh, the other thing that's happening that we it, it's important for the next couple of episodes just because we're going to see he not fighting in full form it's just that we are reminded that he used the black flame dragon from his dagon eye um the the eye that he used is incredibly incredibly powerful however when it, you use it it horribly maims you in some way um this uh the way that it has made well specifically the black flame the eye doesn't do it so much it's just taxing but the black flame like burns your body on its way out. Yeah, so a uh, thing of it, if if you're really into Naruto, a thing of it is like the Amaterasu. Um, it's it's like... Yeah, we all know you fucking are. Yeah, so like... It's, Although we haven't covered Amaterasu, so if you're playing along at home, you do not know what <laughs> um, But uh, the Black Flame Dragon is incredibly, incredibly powerful, um, but it is one of those things that is just like, it bites the hand that uses it. Um, so it's, it's pretty clever because it's fire, and you, you play with fire, you get burned. That's mm. what's happening here. So yeah, it works. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he is injured. Also, Yusuke is functionally injured. He is exhausted and he can't get his spirit gun to work. Uh, Kurama and Kuwabara seem fine. Definitely not. Genkai is completely fine. But, you know, 40% of their fighting team is functionally injured to the point of potentially not being able to fight. And that's not great because the next round is about to start. But first... The first round has to end with our arc villain, Toguro, fighting five people at once, including Axeman. Yeah, so Toguro is going to handily defeat all of them. The most ridiculous way, other than just exploding everyone's stomach, is when he uh, fights against Axeman and uh, he takes uh, an axe to the shoulder and catches it with his shoulder muscles. Um, Yeah, he flexes that axe right out. He's like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah, he flexes it completely away. Um, Also, it turns out that Toguro's ability is punch person in stomach, stomach explodey. Um, so that is but how sometimes all of them... stomach split in half. <laughs> yeah, it's it's explodey, but to full the full extent. It's like yeah, this this is obviously a curb stomp battle. Like the the ending of this battle is a foregone conclusion the second you see who is in it. But like they do a good job of seeding just enough tension that you can enjoy it by basically it's a five on one fight that's cool that's you know we've seen shonen anime before that means the one guy is going to wipe the floor with them because that is how it always works um but what they do really well to twist it just a little bit is the kuwabara can sense there's a a strong spirit energy coming from their five-man team then Toguro kills everybody but Axeman, and then Kuwabara comments that the same amount of energy is emanating from the team, meaning that Axeman is so strong that his power felt like the power of five people. Uh, now Toguro's still way stronger than that, but it was a good it was a good little salt seasoning on this otherwise very standard shonen trope. Yeah. Okay, so then let's Oh, oh I was gonna say, I have one thing before we move on. 
I have slightly mixed feelings about this arc right now. It's very good. I'm really enjoying it. But the one thing that I'm not sure about, and I'm not saying this definitively, I'm saying I had this thought today and I don't know how I feel about it yet. So I'm putting it out there for discussion, which is it is obvious that Togoro is the final villain of this arc. They have made that pretty clear with the way they've set him up as a character and tied him to the Dark Tournament and to Yusuke's involvement in it. So you can kind of tell where this is going. At the same time, they explicitly note that Yusuke's team has like four more rounds to fight. And my reaction was, because I'm aware that Togoro is right there and he's where we're going with this, I am very slightly feeling like a little bit of the tension and a little bit of the excitement has come out of the rounds preceding that because of how telegraphed it is. Mm. And it's like, it's not that telegraphing the eventual conclusion or, you know, the eventual matchup isn't common and it can totally still work. So I don't completely understand it. And I don't know that I'm right here. But, like, during this fight where they're focusing on Togoro and, like, they are doubling down on reminding us that Togoro is here and reminding us that unless this trope is completely subverted, Togoro is the final villain of this arc and he will inevitably face off against our main hero, Yusuke. And because of that, I was just like, these next fights, I'm excited to see what happens, but the outcome is a foregone conclusion. And, And I don't know. You can argue that that is also a foregone conclusion because the series does not end in the near future. But like, I I don't know, I have mixed feelings. And I kind of wonder what people are feeling about how obviously they're telegraphing this versus how much plot we've got to get through before we get to that. Yeah. Okay. well, let's go ahead and go into these next three episodes. I'm going to go ahead and give you the names real quick because they're all one thing and they they really run together. Um, So episode 34, Percentage of Victory. Episode 35, Glimpse Beneath the Mask. And episode 36, Ambition Destroyed, A Trial by Light. So there are two main storylines that are going to be happening throughout this. I'm going to tell you about the first one first because it's a battle in the woods. Um, And then we'll talk about the really important one, which is the main fight. Um, So Hiei and Kurama are chatting in the woods and they're like, all right, I guess we should be getting back to this fight when they are accosted by two leopard people. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Cheetah, but there's definitely some Katniss going on. Yeah, there's not Katniss Everdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they're going to be what they're going to be doing out there is that um, in the ring right now there are a, a group of three fighters that have uh, come up to to battle against uh, Team Urameshi, and they're being led by this guy named um, Doctor Ichigaki. Um, he is a uh, little tiny dude with some pointy ears that's real obnoxious. Um, he is a cackling gremlin man. Yeah, and. Uh, he is wanting to uh, take care, take out Hiei and Kurama um, so that they can't fight in this fight so he can increase his odds of victory. He is obsessed with odds. He is like, you know, I'm going to pull out my calculator from Marvel. I'm going to pull out my calculator at all times and I'm, I'm doing calculations and those are my calculations. Yeah. And, and if you do the equation correctly and then turn it upside down, it says boobs. Yep, that's exactly how it works. Um, and uh-huh. so um, he has dispensed two of his fighters <laughs> to go deal with Hiei and Kurama. Um, One of the fighters is immediately decapitated um, into a bunch of little tiny pieces. Yeah, and then the other one is just like, I would fight you, but instead of fighting you, fight this robot. Um, This 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 guy goes full Team Rocket. If you've ever seen any single episode of the Pokemon anime, I think there's like probably you can count on one hand the exceptions to this. Team Rocket will show up at the end of, uh, you know, Act 3. 
they will pull out some giant fucking robot on about 90% of the time, maybe more. And uh, then the robot will be dispatched and the explosion of the robot will cause them to blast off again. Like this dude just pulls out a robot and I was like, oh, he's Team Rocket. Like that's what's going on here. Oh, it absolutely. It's, you know, it's 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 a different it's from a different anime, um, especially because this robot is is has basically two abilities. One, it's got stretchy arms. Two, it's got super hard skin. Um, and mm. so it's it's two things that it can do. Turns out, uh, cause it to have its own downfall, which is that um, Kurama is going to chase its stretchy arms around the trees until he makes one of the stretchy arms slam into the other stretchy arm, um, causing a little hole to open up because the only thing that can break a super hard thing is the different same super hard thing. Um, and because that uh, is opened up, Kurama is able to put his vines inside of the holes of the big giant robot um, and break it from the inside. Um, they're even going to have... So- a super ridiculous Team Rocket moment, which is way more Team Rocket than this. And we'll talk about that when it happens in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There, uh, This does have one of my favorite, most memorable things from Yu Yu Hakusho. So we are officially past where I have seen in Yu Yu Hakusho. And I don't officially know what's going to happen. I do know some things just based on like being into anime for a while. But uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is a series that I have not seen a ton of. Um, and as a kid, I was able to catch an episode here or there when I was growing up, when I would go, when I was in middle school, my grandma would pick me up from school. I would be at at her place until my parents would come and get me. And she had cable and I would watch the, you know, afternoon anime and hoping that it was Dragon Ball Z, which I think it was, I think that was when they were doing the Majin Buu arc for the first time. And so I got to see the beginning of that arc and I was really digging it. And Yu Yu Hakusho would come on sometimes too. And I was like, sweet. Uh, Yu Show is great. I'll watch that. But I, I never saw the episodes like in order. So this was definitely one of the ones that I happened to catch because I remember at the end of the fight, one of the things about the Team Rocket robot is that uh, it doesn't feel pain, which one, it's a robot. So if in order for it to feel pain, you've got to program that functionality, which is probably more trouble than it's worth if you're just trying to make a big murder robot. But on the other hand, it, it allows Karama to make a really interesting point that has stuck with me for the years. And I like have always remembered this and thought it was really cool, which is the robot can't feel pain. Karama exploits this because since the robot can't feel pain, it cannot feel that its skin has been breached and it cannot feel that Karama is messing it up with his vines. And so when he breaks the robot, he then turns to the other cheetah dude and he's like, Hey, it can't feel pain, and that's actually a weakness because when we feel pain, it is our body telling us not to do that thing and to protect ourselves. And because it can't feel that pain, it does not know that it needs to protect itself from something that's happening, and that is how I was able to beat it. And thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And I really like that a lot, and so I wanted to point that out. Okay. Um, and so uh, let's get into the main storyline of this battle. So, uh, it, there, there's first and foremost, um, Kuobara is going to be like, guys, last night I had a premonition and it was about some people and they are around a person that was sick and something sad was happening, but I don't completely know what was happening. And they're like, that's fine. Kuobara, shut up. We don't care. Um, let's do a, it's like what Dennis on it's always sunny in Philadelphia says, I don't want to listen to your dreams. If I'm not in them and nobody's having sex, I just, I don't don't care. <laughs> and so um, they are going to start a fight with uh, the affectionately named M1, M2, and M3. Um, because <laughs> They have other names in the Wikipedia article, and I just call them the three guys. Yeah, they get their names by the end of this because we find them out because of plot. Um, but the characters don't know their names, and also their, uh, their guy that is leading them, Dr. Ichigaki, he also doesn't care about their names because he's just like these are tools and i don't care 
care about the names of my tools. But he's the biggest tool of all. That's true. Um, and so <laughs> uh, they are going to get into a, uh, a battle three on three at the same time. So like a battle royale. Um, and the reason like why... Like a triple battle in Pokemon. God, stop. T- stop it. Anyways. What? Um, so Dr. Ichigaki is just like, okay, let me see what my calculations say about this. And he's just like, <laughs> I have a 99.995% chance of winning in a battle royale over just a 2% or like a 5% chance of winning otherwise. Yeah, let's do it. And they're like, all right. And so they get into the fight and we find out something really quickly, which is that Yusuke and Kuobara both of them are having a lot of difficulty fighting against these guys and they don't 100% know why until the Genkai character, um, the person behind the mask that is not Genkai, but Genkai, um, is like, hey, you're pulling your punches because you know that these people don't want to fight. They don't want to kill. They don't want to be doing this. They were forced to do this. And Even then though they keep going, pop- kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we get a, a key moment, which is a flashback that talks about um, how they were the um, the students of this like really great master and the master was sick. And the only way that could save the master was uh, going into this, what they thought was just like a, a normal study with a normal scientist guy. Um, but what turned out to be that he was going to attach weird bug looking monster things to the back of the their bodies, which inject them with micro machines that control their brains. Micro machines. Kill. Yeah, they're micro machines. Um, they're, you remember when? Um, micro- you remember when one of the pillar men turns himself into just a brain and attaches himself to the back of JoJo? This is that. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like that. Um, and so that happens. Um, and uh, they are going to be fighting against them. So Man 1, Man 2, and Man 3, uh, as affectionately named, have different abilities. Each ability is sort of weird slash fun slash dumb. Um, so yeah, they're the very first one, simple. These could all have appeared yeah. on the same guy and made one complete dangerous character. But instead, we split them up into three guys to make one complete dangerous battle royale. Yeah. So the first one has the ability to make little tiny rings and then throw them out. Um, They're rings of light and they appear to hurt you really bad if they hit you. The next one is this guy that makes uh, energy around his hand and then he slams it into things. And sometimes he can also throw it into things and then manipulate people with it. Um, Think about it as just like a kind of like a, a spirit gun. Uh, but he has to hold it or um, get very close to hit with it. It's like a, um, he, and, yeah, he, he has like, it basically is functionally like a, a real strong punch and it's sort of like yeah. a radius. So you need to be out of the radius. You don't just have to avoid the fist. You have to avoid the sort of like energy sphere around it. Yeah. And then the last guy has what appears to be a, uh, a big giant, uh, I guess it's invisible broom. Um, that, uh, <laughs> if he swings it at you, it's going to make you fly away. Yeah, um, he, calls because- it a, he calls it invisible sword. And then when Yusuke eventually develops the ability to see it, he thinks it looks like a lance, but you're right. It's a broom. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I'm not the first one to launch spoilers on this episode. So, you know, fuck you. But also, Um, yeah, these guys also, they get a good setup there. There's a little bit of a scene with them earlier in one of the episodes. And we didn't talk about it where they, they have become famous in this tournament for decapitating people. All of their abilities can be used to decapitate by exploding off your body parts or cutting them off with your invisible sword or throwing your cute little rings at them. Uh, And so now maybe these characters might decapitate our heroes, except the, the attacks seem way less dangerous now. Yeah, they murdered a Minotaur earlier in these episodes. Oh my and God, Minotaur I was just about like he was he was just like fear the Minotaur. You've upset the Minotaur. And they're just like you talk about yourself too much in third person and they murder him. Um, yeah. That was they, also they, that was a guy from a team whose members they had decapitated enough of 
to win because it's a it's a you know five person teams and so they did one on one matches they won three of them but the minotaur was like well i didn't get to fight and i'm mad because all my friends got their heads taken off and so i will become a minotaur and i will hit you with my hoof hands and then he does not because <laughs> they take his arms off and then they decapitate him yeah it's it's pretty brutal yeah. okay so um so then a couple of things happen first kuobara and yusuke are just getting completely housed um and uh ginkai character takes a blast for yusuke um and then comes back to save yusuke and then it's revealed that it is not ginkai but instead a beautiful girl that has brown eyes and pink hair but Here's is obviously young ginkai like yeah. so obviously um this so would have this threw me a little bit i was like this could be genkai's daughter or something because i haven't seen the series i don't know but it's genkai right like you've seen the series it's she's been wearing genkai's clothes the only thing that's changed she has genkai's eyes the only thing that's changed is her hair color is different and once the mask comes off it seems like they draw her to look taller than she has looked before now yeah. But otherwise, it just looks like Genkai did a make me look younger spell in the same way that Koenma, who we haven't talked about, but is a recurring character in this series, usually looks like a baby, but sometimes makes himself look like a teenager. And so this is basically the reverse of that. And it's definitely Genkai, even though they're still like, who could it be? Yeah, so so you know we might have people that are you know more recent Yu Yu Hakusho watchers that are screaming at us from the podcastiverse. Um, we want to talk to you. We want to know if we're wrong. Um, but uh, anyways, yeah, uh, you you've watched it, but it's been a minute. I've never watched it. It could literally yeah. not be Genkai, but it's Genkai though, right? <laughs> Anyways, let's go further into it. Um, so the next thing that's going to happen is that Kuobar is like, I'm going to let them try to beat me to death because it's the only way to wake them up. And so they're going to be like, okay, we'll come beat you to death. They don't um, want to kill but- so hard. I'm going to let them try to kill me. <laughs> Yeah, so he lets them beat up on him uh, to almost death. It turns out, though, that they missed his vital spots because they don't actually want to kill him. Um, and then Yusuke is just like, they didn't kill him? Why? And he looks over at them, and they're starting to like have a little bit of their control back over their bodies, and they are like crying tears of blood because they don't want to kill so bad. And Yusuke is just like, oh, this is so wrong. Let me just let me just kill y'all real quick. And so he's just like he jumps up in the air and he's preparing to fire a super powerful spirit gun because this awakens his spirit spiritual energy again, breaks him through his wall. Um, but in the last moment, uh, not Genkai is going to be like, "Whoa!" Um, and my favorite part about this is that Yusuke is like ready to shoot. Not Genkai appears right next to him, grabs his arm, and he's just like, "I can't move or do anything. This is weird." <laughs> and then she like sets him down, and she's like, "It's okay. Let me do this." <laughs> yeah, they also uh, he. They also, the zombie guys have been being like, kill, kill, kill. And now that they're starting to wake up, they're saying, kill us, kill me. And they're, you know, instead of mindlessly crying out for blood, what they've been doing is, you know, begging somebody to put them out of their misery. Uh, yeah. And so it's sort of, it's sort of really upsetting. Yeah, it's <laughs> and by good, sort it's of, really, I mean, it's really upsetting. It's a good and it's a very well done story beat. You know, something else that we need to touch on before I forget about it. Way back before this fight started, Koenma did show up and he was like, Hey, Yusuke, remember that time when you were dead and I gave you an egg and I told you that if the egg hatches, it's going to be a monster that can eat you or it'll bring you back to life. And then you sacrificed the egg to save uh, your girlfriend's life. And you thought that by sacrificing the egg, you were dooming yourself to not be able to come back to life. But except secretly, it was the right answer to sacrifice the egg because the selfless act meant that you could come back to life. But also what you didn't know this whole time is that I still have the egg and it's about to hatch. And that seemed really relevant. And when he got his spirit powers back, I was like, oh, the egg hatched. He's going to do something cool. But no, they did not refer to the egg again. So I I am wondering what's going to happen with that. Well, 
Anyways, um, let's that was go important. Into this- Fuck you. Let's go into this next uh, super important thing, which is that Genkai is going to, uh, not Genkai, um, is going to... somebody uh, else in her clothes. Yeah. um, (laughs) She's going to use the spirit wave technique. You know, Genkai's sacred ability, um, which (laughs) uh, it creates a big giant vortex that isn't important because it's going to zoom down and then turn into a big bubble. um, (laughs) And that big bubble is going to expand out as these three are jumping to kill not Genkai. um, And not Genkai is going to um, first make it to where they can't move with the spirit wave. And then she is going to jump up and stab her fingers into their chest, um, which seems to kill them. But it also shows that it takes the the weird like monster things that are attached to their it looks back like a heart um, and, on the outside yeah it's either like a it's it's like a heart on the outside mixed with like a face hugger from aliens yeah um or like and, the brain from jojo's yeah and it jumps off of their backs um flounders down uh dr um dr idiot face uh ichigaki That's is just good. like how could this happen um <laughs> And then, uh, meanwhile, right before this happens, I have to talk about it because I said I was going to talk about it and I, I forgot because it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> the, you remember when Kurama in here fighting against these people that are basically like Team Rocket? They're going to fly in from the air and Team Rocket style and fall down into the arena riding <laughs> on the robot that they defeated. Why did they ride in on the robot? Why did they bring in the person that they defeated? Um, you don't really know at this point. Um, it's going to be important in just a second. Um, but it's it's just ridiculous. And uh, Spe- they're not a- of ridiculous. The spirit wave. Before we move off of that, that is Genkai's signature technique that not Genkai just used. So, so the the evidence is really stacking up that it's anybody else but Genkai. And then also in that conversation I was just referring to with the egg and Koenma, Koenma was like, Yusuke, you will be fine. You learned the spirit wave from Genkai. And Yusuke's like, no, we did other stuff. And Koenma goes, oh, you're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, that does happen. <laughs> okay. All right. So... Let's get into the very end of this, uh, because this episode, the, the denouement of this episode and these episodes is, uh, touching and also silly. Um, yeah. it's silly because, um, they defeat these three, they win the contest, and then they're gonna all team up to, uh, kill Dr. Ichigaki. Ichigaki is just like, na na na. And so he injects himself na, with the na, serum na. that turns him into a, a big giant, uh, a big giant monster with also stretchy arms. He's obsessed with stretchy arms. That's yes, all a bunch he wants of stretchy arms to have. Maybe yeah. was the robot him being like, "This is what I want to be when I grow up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's gonna he's gonna battle against them. Um, he is going to get defeated by Yusuke. Um, and then at the very end, uh, we find out that he had. Um, tricked these people by giving them a disease or giving their master a disease that he created um, and th- that they have figured out how to heal this guy and Hiei and Karama have saved him um, because they brought him along for some reason um, and then um, they're like hey one of your fighters is not doing great so if you want us to fight with you we totally will because we're not dead and we want to help and they're like it's okay go get out out of here you idiots and they're well, like they, okay and they high five as they're running out of the arena <laughs> they also have this thing which I, I liked but was also kind of hokey so you know welcome to anime which is that uh the guys are all upset because they did a bunch of murders while they were mind controlled and they're like no we can't be your students anymore because we're murderers and we don't want we don't want to be murderers but we are murderers and then Genkai's like, well, here's the thing about my spirit wave technique that I used that nobody knew about until now, which is that if you're a bad person, it will just get rid of you. But if you're a good person, it purifies you. And you guys are still alive, so that means that your hearts are pure. And they're like, sure. And then they're happy. <laughs> yep. 
And uh, that takes us to the very end of these episodes, which is them finding out that they have to immediately fight again. And they're like, oh, crap. And then these guys appear in front of them out of like a whirlwind. And they're all wearing like big giant masks. And we're just Uh, like, ooh. These masks were a little uncomfortable, but I think it's more of a Super Sentai thing than the other thing that it kind of evokes. So I'm going to go with that. Yeah, they, they, it is... It is less about them looking a little bit clanny and more about them <laughs> looking like undertakers. It's Japanese. Um, this is not the clan. <laughs> but it yeah. man. Ugh. The election ugh. I was just like, okay. Maybe not the right time for this. So yeah. anyways. We'll watch those episodes later. Yeah. Anyways, uh stick with us after these credits and find out what's coming on next week. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Greetings, anime fans. My name is Jeremy, and I'm the editor-in-chief for The Geekly Grind, a place where geeks can go to escape their weekly grind. We're coming up on our fifth year of operation, and to celebrate, we searched high and low for some of the coolest podcasts out there in order to create a new geek-centric podcast network. And what we found were three awesome shows that are sure to be a great addition to any geek's media menu. Of course, there's Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, which is this wonderful show, which features an additional episode weekly now to cover new anime and manga from our friends at Viz and Funimation. You can also dive into the world of comics with Comic Book Keepers, where Chris and Lance chew the fat about their favorite heroes, villains, and comic series, as well as the impact that comics can have on our lives. Finally, if you're seeking a fantastical and fun retreat, Knights of the Rolled Table is an engaging and family-friendly D&D adventure starring talented improv actors. With three fantastic podcasts on the books and more on the horizon, make sure to check out the Geekly Grind Podcast Network as well as our regular content at www.thegeeklygrind.com. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Hunter x Hunter episodes 140 through 143. Turns out, if you're a uh, parent inside of the Hunter x Hunter universe, you gotta play The Floor is Lava where your children are the floor like it's hot. Um, Because you gotta get away with them no matter what, even if they're gonna chase you to the end of the earth. So so be there. I guess.